This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. So good afternoon, everybody. A priest and a rabbi from local parishes were standing uh, by the side of the road. Uh, holding up signs. They were holding up signs. The rabbi sign read, The end is near. Now, the priest on the other side of the road held up a sign which read, Turn before it's too late. They planned to hold up their signs to each passing car. Get a job! The first driver yelled at them when he saw the sign. The second driver <laughs> The second driver, immediately behind the first, yelled, Leave us alone, you religious freaks! Shortly from around the, cor- around the curve, the two clergy heard screeching tires and a splash, followed by more screeching tires and yet another splash. The rabbi looked over at the priest and said, Do you think we should uh, try a different sign? The priest responded thoughtfully, Perhaps our signs ought to say simply, Bridge out. Do you not get it? Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Keep that little piece of humor in mind about the sign. The end is near. As I deal with a rather somber topic, when the unthinkable happens. Vancouver, Vancouver, this is it, said the voice over the radio. It was the voice of David Johnston from his monitoring station on the north flank of Mount St. Helens. It was May 18th, 1980. What Johnston had witnessed, as he called in his warning, was the largest landslide in recorded history. A magnitude 5.1 earthquake had caused a wave of earth and ice to rush down the side of Mount St. Helens at 150 miles per hour. By the time it petered out, the landslide had entombed 24 square miles of forest. This landslide, in effect, left the mountain, which contained a volcano with no cap. Without a cap of earth to keep it sealed under pressure, Mount St. Helens then exploded sending a 100-story high mixture of ash, magma, rocks, and sand, spreading a path of destruction 10 miles wide as it plowed down valleys and over ridges at speeds near 700 miles per hour. There were 57 fatalities that day, including David Johnston. Neither he nor his trailer was ever found, both presumably hurled into the next valley and buried in debris. Such destruction as the eruption of Mount St. Helens produced was unthinkable until it happened. But it did happen, and the unthinkable so often does. Let's consider another unthinkable event. On the morning of August 28, 2005, the National Weather Service issued this ominous, ominous alert. Devastating damage expected. Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina had morphed from a relatively weak Category 1 hurricane to a Category 5 a monster and was spiraling straight toward New Orleans. The city would be uninhabitable for weeks, perhaps longer, the weather service warned. Half the houses would lose their roofs, commercial buildings would be unusable, and apartment buildings would be destroyed. Residents should expect long-term power outages and water shortages that would make human suffering incredible by modern standards. The prediction was right on target as the hurricane it was right on target as the hurricane. Many of us have etched in our brains a picture of the Louisiana Superdome where 20,000 people sought refuge from Katrina. Conditions inside the dome were insufferable due to heat and humidity. There were reports of, of, of crimes within the dome as well. As the, as the nearby New Orleans Convention Center, where another 30,000 people had fled. Reporters interviewed people who had waded through chin-high water and who told of friends and families vanishing in the flood. Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina affected 90,000 square miles in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. 
well over 1,300 people were killed across the region, and bodies were still turning up in condemned homes eight months later. Again, such destruction was unthinkable until it happened. Tuesday, September the 11th, 2001, 19 members of the Islamic terrorist group Al-Qaeda hijacked four passenger airliners so they could be flown into the buildings in suicide attacks. Two of those planes were crashed into the north and south towers of the World Trade Center complex in New York City. Within two hours, both 110-story towers collapsed. A third plane was crashed into the Pentagon, leading to a partial collapse of its western side. The fourth plane crashed into a nearby field, into a field near uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, after its passengers tried to overcome the hijackers. In total, 2,996 people died in the attacks, including the 227 civilians and 19 hijackers aboard the four planes. It was the deadliest incident for firefighters and for law enforcement officers in the history of the United States, with 343 firefighters and 72 law enforcement officers killed while doing their duty. Unthinkable, but it happened. There are many unthinkable events recorded in history. There are some recorded in the Bible. One of them is recorded in today's lesson from Mark's Gospel. As Jesus was leaving the temple at Jerusalem, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. And they were magnificent buildings. The historian Josephus, Josephus said that much of the exterior of the temple of Jerusalem, which was constructed under Herod the Great, was covered with gold that reflected the fiery rays of the sun. Moreover, he said that from a distance, the temple appeared like a, a mountain covered with snow. This was probably because those parts that were not covered with gold were made of white stone. And the temple was enormous. The outer court was nearly a quarter of a mile long and three football fields across. It was bordered by walls. On top of those walls were magnificent covered cloisters of wa or walkways with, with richly carved wooden ceilings. The temple was a huge undertaking which required an enormous amount of labor and money. It was said to be larger and more beautiful than the temple that Solomon built. It was quite a sight for all to behold, an architectural wonder of the ancient world. As the disciples stared with wonder at this magnificent edifice, Jesus brought them back to earth as he said, You see these great buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And what was he saying? That their precious temple would be destroyed? That was unthinkable to the disciples. The temple represented God. The temple represented their identity as God's people. Yet Jesus told them that one day it would lie in ruins and what he predicted came true within the lifetime of some of them. Herod's temple, a magnificent structure of awesome proportions, four years after its completion, was totally destroyed and wiped from the face of the earth. That was in 70 AD, approximately 40 years after Christ's death. In our lesson for today, Jesus addressed the forthcoming destruction of the temple and then uses this opportunity to talk with his disciples about the end of time. This is the, con the content of Mark 13, one of the so-called apocalyptic chapters in the Bible, a chapter that has been used to strike fear in many hearts. The end of time is still a subject of speculation in many Christian churches, and many pastors and teachers are still using it to keep their faithful congregations in line. I don't mean to offend any of you by wading into this controversial topic, but I believe it is my responsibility to deal with some of the misinformation that has been spread about what is often referred to as the end of times. Now, Jesus said three things about the end of time that could be helpful to us. The first concerns false teachers. Jesus said to uh, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and he will deceive many. Now, I don't think we can properly deal with a writing like Mark 13 without dealing with the subject of false teachers. There's a popular misconception that has been spread in recent times about the end of life on earth known as the rapture. 
as Marcus Borg points out in his book, Speaking Christian, most Christians uh, throughout history never heard of the rapture, and with good reason. The word and the notion it embodies are a modern innovation. Going back less than two centuries, nobody even thought of the rapture until the 1800s. Because millions of Christians think that the rapture is a, is a biblical teaching and thus has the authority of the Bible behind it, it is important to know that it is neither biblical nor ancient, says Borg. But was first proclaimed by a British evangelist named uh, John Nelson Darby in the first half of the 19th century. Now, Darby concocted his vision of the rapture by his interpretation of a few passages in the Bible that speak about the second coming of Jesus and the end of the world. Now, according to Darby's uh, imaginative scenario, the rapture begins a series of events that will unfold seven years before the second coming of Jesus and the final judgment. More specifically, it refers to an event when true Christians, as he would term them, will be raptured, that is, taken up to heaven before Jesus is coming. Those who are raptured will be spared the tribulation, the horrific suffering, wars, and devastation that face those who are left behind. Now, as you have probably guessed, the rapture is the premise of a series of novels appropriately titled Left Behind by authors Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. These novels have more than 60, have sold more than 60 million copies since they began to be published in the mid-1990s. Obviously, um, these books have made their authors quite wealthy. All 12 in the original series have been on the New York Times best-selling fiction list. Before the Left Behind series, there was the late, uh, there was the late great Planet Earth, a best-selling book by Hal Lindsey, describing the same scenario. These books and the movies that have been based on them have had a disturbing influence on many Christians. For one thing, they have convinced as many as 40% of American Christians that the second coming will happen quite soon, and they have stirred up much fear among many impressionable readers. Those who espouse such concerns seem to confuse fear with faith. Arousing fear in people can be both quite easy and quite profitable, as many cable news channels have learned. That's quite different than the faith that Jesus instills in his followers. In fact, the constant admonition of Jesus is, don't be afraid. But that's the first thing that Jesus warns us about in Mark 13, being led astray by false teachers. And the second thing Jesus warned his disciples against was misinterpreting contemporary events such as wars and natural disasters, as indicators that the end is at hand. Now he says, When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. There have always been natural disasters, and there always will be such disasters. Uh, so there always be, will be such disasters. Fortunately, particularly in this country, we are better pro uh, protected against such disasters than any generation that's ever lived. We have never experienced disasters in the scope of those experienced by other nations and other generations. For example, on July 5th, 1201, in Egypt and Syria, the deadliest earthquake in recorded history struck. This disaster rocked the eastern Mediterranean and killed over 1.1 million people. Nearly every city in the, in the Near East felt the effects of the quake. Then there was the bubonic plague, or Black Death. It killed almost 33% of the entire population of Europe when it struck between 1347 and 1350. It also affected millions in Asia and North Africa. There have, been, there have even been flu epidemics through the centuries that have killed millions of persons. Each time a great tragedy has occurred, people have thrown up their hands and said, this is it, the, 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 this is the end of the world. but each time they've been wrong. Jesus warned his disciples against misinterpreting contemporary events such as wars and natural disasters as indicators that the end is at hand. Don't panic, friends. This world may be around for many more centuries or even millennia. But here's the most important thing you need to know. Jesus made it very clear that nobody, 
knows when the end of time will be. Jesus said he even didn't know. We read in verse 32 of Mark, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. It might be tomorrow. It might be 10,000 years from now. Nobody knows. Foolish people keep setting dates, but so far they've been totally wrong. If you run into somebody determined to announce how soon the end will come, ask him if he thinks he is smarter than Jesus. For Jesus said, even he didn't know what it would be. How much, more def- defin- how much more definitive can you be than that? In a classic Peanuts cartoon, Linus and Lucy are standing at a window watching it rain. Lucy says to Linus, look at, look at it rain. What if the whole, world, or whole earth floods? Linus answers, it won't. God promised Noah in Genesis chapter 9 he would never flood the world again. The sign of this promise is the rainbow. Lucy smiles and replies, Linus, you've taken a great load off my mind. To which Linus responds, sound theology has a way of doing that. Jesus makes it very clear, regardless of what what certain popular books and movies infer, it might be thousands or even millions of years before the end comes. Nobody knows. Neither scientists, scientists, theologians, nor quack preachers on radio or television. Here's what I want you to remember. Life is unpredictable. Terrible things will always happen in this world. I don't say that so that you'll be afraid. Exactly the opposite is true. I want you to know that regardless of what comes, God will never leave you nor forsake you. Even if the entire world should pass away, God will still be with you. It is said that during the making of the classic film Ben-Hur, actor Charleston Heston had to learn how to drive a chariot. It was part of a race scene that was probably the most exciting one that had ever been filmed up to that time. After many weeks of chariot lessons, Heston told the director, I think I can drive the chariot all right, but I'm not at all sure that I can actually win the race. The director responded, You just stay in the race, and I'll make sure you win. That's Christ's message to us in every troubled time. You just stay in the race, and I'll make sure you win. Don't let false teachers fill your minds with needless anxiety. No one knows what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. God holds the future, and we are God's own children. Do not be afraid. Amen. All right, weekly announcements. This is Thanksgiving week. Let's not forget. This Thursday is Thanksgiving. So let's not forget. Okay. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. This is for prayer requests. Um, you can choose to remain anonymous. You can choose to give us your name. You can choose to have your prayer request just said in our daily prayers. You can choose to have your prayer requests uh, uh, on our Sunday, during Sunday, and have it put in our intercessions. Okay? So, uh, also, this is also a place where you could request to uh, have a, ser- a service dedicated to one of your loved ones for any reason. Your birthday, your graduation, um, to honor somebody who's passed. Um, just you know, give us an email. We'll get back to you on that. And we only ask for a small donation to the church to help cover the costs. Okay? So, like I said, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thursday, November 22nd. Today's the 18th. 22nd is Thursday. Okay. Thanksgiving potluck. Hey, I pride our, us on our potlucks. You know, we may be a small church, but we know how to eat. I'm telling you, we have some good food. I'm, I'm doing the turkey this year. I've never, I've never done a turkey, and it's a big one. I've never done a turkey, and I'm doing a turkey, and I'm gonna do it on the grill. Mm-hmm. I have a recipe to do it on the grill. And I also got the, of course, the honey baked ham, which somebody has to go pick up tomorrow. And I'm doing my famous green bean casserole. Okay, I'm getting hungry, aren't you? You didn't want to see it anymore. 5 p.m. service. 5 p.m. service for, the, for Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have a small, quick round table afterwards, and then we'll go directly to eating. So if you have not signed up to come for that service and you want to participate in the potluck, today's the last day. So if you want to participate in the potluck, come talk to me after service, and we can get you signed up. So Because nobody else has signed up. Nobody has signed up yet. So if y'all are going to come eat, please sign up. Okay? Hey, did y'all know we had a podcast? No. 
Yeah, we got a podcast. I can't believe it. I mean, you think only big people have podcasts. We, we us, the little bitty church here, we have a podcast. Guys, I say it again. I say it before. I say it again. If you haven't heard our podcast yet, go check it out. It's different from watching it on YouTube and and being here in person. Even you catch different things. I don't know why. You just do. Um, check it out. It's it's kind of fun. And and I uh, you know we can always use the ratings. You can check out our podcast on Pocket Casts, Anchor, Radio Public, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and of course Spotify. Spotify. Our podcast. Check it out, guys. It's kind of fun. So there's a little surprise on there too. Some sometimes it's not on any of the other recordings. So compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints, feedback at DallasULC.com. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Geared more toward our YouTube watchers and our uh, podcast listeners, but anybody can can uh, of course use this email address for any of these things here. Um, if you're out there in YouTube land or podcast land, look, this is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you, what you don't like, what you want to keep and what you want to get rid of. It's, it's, you know, tell us what you think. I can't see your faces. I can't, I can't hear your voices unless you let me hear your voices. So you're part of this church too. You're members of this church if you're listening right now. So let us hear you, okay? Uh-oh. Got that yellow sign again. Important schedule change ahead. And I'm giving you a fair notice on this, guys. Um, on December the 9th, um, unfortunately... They this this club that I belong to, um, they like to re, to start to um, uh, schedule things on on Sunday afternoons. So they've done it to me again. December the ninth, uh, service will be at one p.m. instead of three p.m. So it's a little better. We're not doing it at eleven. So it's not not the crack of dawn like some of you think that is. So one p.m. instead of three p.m. on December the ninth. Okay, one p.m. instead of three p.m. Get that in your head. One p.m. instead of three p.m. on December the ninth. Okay, um, services will resume the next uh, weekend, which is uh, the weekend after my birthday. Uh, December the 18th is the next Sunday. That was a shameless plug there if you didn't notice. Uh, December the 18th resumes to 3 p.m. So it's just one day this year so far that's going to be uh, affected. So 1 o'clock, two hours early. It's not bad, guys. We can handle that. Okay. All right, that's it then. I want to do a roundtable today, and I, it won't be a long one. Um, I think that, I think that you know, unless you'll have a ton to talk about, but I think uh, the sermon was pretty self-explanatory. Um, but I want to hear your, your thoughts on it, okay? Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. What'd you like? What'd you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to keep real? What'd y'all think of today's service today? What'd you think about the big end of time? Anybody have any thoughts on that today? It was interesting, but it's also like, it's also relevant, and um, I don't know if it was also made for, for for instance, like right now there's this wildfires in California. Right. And, you know, for them, the videos that you've seen, the footage on the news, it's absolutely ridiculous. It looks like hell on earth. Well, yeah. So it's interesting that this topic was brought up because um, some of those pictures that people might have thought was a sign of the end of times. There, those pictures, right? Exactly. And um, what I liked is how you mentioned instead of fixating on the these idea of the end of times, uh, you also make a point to say, you know, just because bad things happen does not mean that it is the, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I do. And, and that's the kind of the point of the, of the whole sermon was, yeah. look, you know, if you sit there and, let me try the news to just make a analogy here. A basketball team, college men's basketball team, is playing the finals, the, the, the final four, the final game, the championship game. Okay? Yeah. They were up by like, one team was up, and team A was up by like 40 points at that time. Okay? Well, the team that was winning came out at halftime, they were cocky, you know, that they had it, but the team two men. Slowly the score got whittled down. Little away, little away, little away. They got it down to you know pretty close game, like ten points, with like two minutes to go. Well, the team A that was so far ahead started watching that clock. 
I'm thinking, okay, all we gotta do is kill time. All we all have to do is just, just kill time. We, we can give, we can win it. Just kill time. Don't let them get the ball. You know what happened? They lost by one point. Because the, the whole idea behind this is you can't sit and watch the clock and just patient sure something happening. That's why one of the reasons God doesn't tell us when the time is coming. Because can you imagine if you knew when you were going to die? The exact time you were going to die. Do you realize what people would do? I mean, you know, it would be nuts. In other words, so some, would, some would, you know, it would be beautiful. You know, saying goodbye to family members, whatever. So, I think a lot of people would be run up credit cards. You know? Go rob a bank. Go do whatever you're going to do. Go hit those, those, those bucket lists and let it go, right? God doesn't tell us that the end of time is coming when it's coming for a reason. First of all, there's not a damn thing you can do about it if it does come. Right? So why worry about it? Except for the fact of how you live your life. The other play, other team played like there was no tomorrow. And same thing with the... Uh, yeah, that was, that was... Yeah. The same play. Like, yeah. It's like 4 o'clock though, right? It's a stretch. It is. Patriots did the same thing a while back, too. Go ahead. Please. Both of y'all can talk. Or else I was just... Go ahead. You just said about the sports analogy. I was like, yeah. That's right. The Patriots did that, too. A lot of teams have done that. They get, you know, and it's a proven thing. You don't watch the clock. You know, they try to have to train, kind of beat into these guys. That's not going to work. You know, you'll lose. You may not, may not lose every time, but you will lose. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the clock. You know, we talk about you know, our lives, and I can say, you know, if you knew when you were going to die, we'd all do some really strange things. This world would probably not be very, um, a very nice place to live because, you know, a, a million people a day die in the world. And I mean, one million people a day. Can you imagine one million people a day running up their credit cards? You know, you're not talking about a Christmas Christmas uh, shopping spree, right? You know. I mean, and we're gonna die anyways, and we all have to die. That's we're correct. all gonna die anyways. You might as well just live your life with peace. You know, the, the minute you you stop worrying about petty and tribal things, you know, and and living all crazy and stuff, man, it, it, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Do you that which is right. Well, do that's that too. That too. That's what you do. Life is simple. Well, it's, it's just it's, not easy. Okay, well, it's very simple. Simple, and, um, it's just not easy. Right. It's simple to follow to, to, to know what these rules are that we're supposed to follow, right? It's simple. They're simple rules. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't don't kill. Right? It's simple. Well, why do we know? But they're, they're simple. it's hard so. to do them to to follow them at all times. I, it's I, hard not to be greedy and take for just yourself. Our, our biology is made up that way. We as humans are made up to be self-supporting uh, 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 before we support anybody else, before we help anybody else is to help ourselves. Now, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying with that, too, because that, that's definitely true, you know, but it, it is easy. It's real easy being, being you know, I, being a good person, not stealing, if it don't belong to you, it ain't, you know, it ain't, don't touch, it don't hurt nobody, don't, just be a good person and just, like, that. that's easy, that, that, that's easy. But you're I do, you're, I, you're I, a better man than I am, because hey, I find it difficult. Well, I find it difficult to, to always be honest. I find it difficult to always do the right thing. I find it difficult at times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 
I figured. I don't think any of us are here without sin. No, not at all. Like two. Not at all. But to err is human. To err is human, but don't use that as a crutch. No, no, absolutely. Right? We talked about that. Don't don't sit there and and dwell on it because you're human and you are going to sin. We are. But don't use that and say, well, since I am going to sin, let's go ahead and do this Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't work. You know, that's the way it works. I'll just ask for forgiveness tomorrow morning, though. That's not this. That's not repentance. Asking for forgiveness is not repentance, and repentance is what is required to forgive if you have your sins forgiven. Right. You must repent. And what does repent mean, folks? To turn away from. Turn away from. Quite literally. To turn away from. Okay, okay. So how do you turn away from that sin? You acknowledge it. Okay. And you, you, you be mindful of it. Because it again, to earth is human. And you can't, I mean, for some things, you just, to say you're never going to sin again is false. But that's, okay. But, Here's, here's my story, okay? I go to Walmart, go down and get my hubba bubba. Pocket, I'm out the door. Walking down the street, chewing that hubba bubba. It's so good at first, and I start feeling guilty. I start crying. Oh, I took the hubba bubba. I'm so sorry. Chewing the bubble gum, chewing all that bubble. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. I took the bubble gum. Okay. The next day, I go back to Walmart, and I go back to the same damn line. Sure. And do the same thing. I'm chewing that hubba bubba. It's so good. And I Oh, I can't steal the hubba bubba. I just stole it again. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I eat another piece. Okay. I said, I'm sorry. I acknowledged it. Hubba bubba is gum, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is that, is that outdated or something? I'm sorry. <laughs> hubba bubba. Bubblicious. Bubblicious? You remember that one? Right. Okay, so what am I not doing? The biggest part is actually being sorry and that, that's just trying not to do it again. Actually being sorry. Because if you're going the next day and doing the same thing, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. You're not repenting. Am I right, Baylor? Correct. You're literally you're BSing yourself and everybody you're truly, else. Or you, you, you truly repent, you're running in the opposite direction. Absolutely. What's the, what's the song that talks about? Uh, let me let me run at the first sight of sin. We hear it all the time here. I can't tell you that. It's at the end of the director's cut of the Most Reverend. You know, no nobody's perfect. Well, I got you guys. See, at all. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're correct. I know a couple times where. I've had friends ask me, or a really good friend of mine, if, if I can, you know, send him some money and stuff. And I don't really do that. I, I, I've done, I've done that one. What's the right thing to do? I felt, I felt bad because I mean, I did, I did once or twice, but why did you feel bad? Why did you, why would you feel bad? Guilty? Why did you feel guilty? If it, if it because something? I had the money, I could have. I just didn't. I just, I'm, I, I figured I needed better for me. You know, at the time, I could use it next week for paying sure. my bills or whatever, sure. and... And I needed it. And you knew they needed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And what do I say about time. guilt? What do I say guilt is? Do you remember? Guilt. It's a gift from God. Why? Why is guilt a gift from God? You like Because conscience is why God talks to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guilt says, you know what? I may be doing something wrong here. That's what that says. Popping up in your face, and... Hello, God here. Might want to re-examine your last few steps. That's what guilt is. There is some misguided guilt as well. Some guilt we put on ourselves that really doesn't necessarily. Just because I have it doesn't mean I have to give it to you. Yeah. yeah, Just because I have it and I can afford to give it to you and help you and you really need the help. That's why guilt kicks in. Now me... I let it. I let it run me way too far. You know, see, I I, I let it go beyond reason because <clears throat> they describe me as generous to a fault. I let people take advantage of the fact that I try and do the right thing, and it's hard for me because honestly, I, I expect people to be like I am. I expect them to 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 care about other people. I expect them to generally yeah. care about other people's. Well, me and honestly, they don't. Love your neighbor. I haven't met. They don't care. I haven't met one person that that 
truly, other than you know, you know, my mom and stuff like that. Is it because you know, she's your mom, or because of the person she is? The person she is. Okay, and well, there you go. Because you're my mama, but um, yeah, I, I I've always been just disappointed. Uh, so how do we how do we as human beings, as members of this earth, let's kind of go there, okay? Because I, I want to go there. How do we do something about that? You can't you can't change people. We all know that. You can't make somebody change. You can take a torch for water, you can't make a drink, right? Correct. But what can we do? How can we make the world a little better in that sense? Because we're saying right now the world is, is, is gone to hell in a handbasket, right? Uh -huh. We're saying that nobody, that, that, that there's, there's, the people are bad, that there's evil, again, where there is evil. But, but, well, but what about, but you said there's only one person you know who is what? Really not, not, not I don't know any person that, that deserves the same type of loyalty and, and friendship and all. Same amount that I put out and gave to them, you know, and would still do for them. I, I, I mean, absolutely, because you don't give it if you receive something in return. You give it down no, no, to love, I, right? I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But if you start gauging things on, I, I'll give you this to give me that. That barter system, boy, that boy, love, emotions, and all that would, would really not be love emotions, would it? You need to live by what you know to be right. Absolutely. Wrong. Do lead by that, example, which is right. And even if you lead do, by that's example. the point. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make here. That's the point I'm trying to make. You are here for a reason in this church. You are here with us worshiping today for a reason. I thank you for being here. I do. I, I, I think some of some of some people that come here do come to support me in my ministry, and I appreciate that. Hopefully, when they come, they get a little something. Hopefully, something sticks. Okay. But here's the point I'm trying to make. These four walls are not this church, okay? The first one in my condo, okay? But that's beside the point. If you were in a big church building, that's not the church. You are the church. The church is the people, okay? The church is you. And whether you come here once or a million times, you're a member of this church. And if you go out there with the attitude and some of the principles we teach here, or we try to espouse here, that I find mandatory in my life. You are already leading, by example. It's, it's up to jet, a jet plane, is what it sounds like to me. Okay? So if you do that and try and live up to some of these, I'm going to call them ideals, <laughs> they are. Remember, the Ten Commandments are not. They're not the, you know, they're not the be-all, end-all. The Ten Commandments are what we are to be just above the barbarians, to be considered human. So, if all you're doing is following the Ten Commandments, yeah, you'll be by example. You're doing okay. But there's a lot more to do. And you know what it is. You already know what it is. You know what you have to do. You have to be men and women for others. You have to live your life for others. And how many times have I said it? I live that, I try and live that, that ideal. I don't do it 100%. I'm a, I'm a, I am human. I don't do it 100%. I don't give it as much as I should. I'll tell you right now, I don't live my life for others. Why not? Because pretty much all my life, I live for myself. I live for... Wait, when has I'm anybody ever helped you in your life? Yeah, of course I've had. I, 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 families helped me a couple times. Um, a few strangers, but... Uh, Family helped point? you just a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it's like small stuff, not nothing from like financial or big. What about when you were born? Well, yeah. Brought all the way up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, mom and dad took care of you? Which is why my, you know, that, that side of my family, I'm lucky to have them because they, they, they are truly the uh, definition of, uh, what do you call it, unconditional love. Absolutely. And uh, Which is what they, something I wish we could all have for each other like God has for us. It's hard. I just, I, and when I say that, when I say I live for myself, I just mean like I look out for me. Always. You look have out for to. Me. You still have to look out for you. I'll I'm not it. saying not to. I mean, I'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but I always and always expect the worst. And that's that's you know that's that's you prepared for things. I think that can happen. But still, right. but still try. You know, still, still. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I have to change being who I am because that ain't gonna happen. Why not? Why, why do you say you're not going to change? I mean, because 
I'm when I'm when I'm saying that I mean like my 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 what I would do for like my if if we're gonna be like if we're gonna be friends if we're gonna you're gonna seriously be in my life for a long time yeah I'm pretty committed I'm pretty loyal so if like you know I think those friends would say they were most good friends would say they were loyal no no for anyone to say that you know they're not changing for anybody. I got for everybody. You're, we're all changing continuously. That's the whole idea of our yes. lives. Yes, there needs to be a balance between watching out for yourself and then being your brother's keeper. Right. Guess yeah. what? We're our brother's right. keeper. Right. There's a balance. Right. So we are to be in the world, but not of it. All, yeah. all I meant by that was so I, I don't have to change my morals. I didn't... <coughs> My integrity is the things that I hold true to me. Like when I was when I was in, in Vegas, one thing I never ever did when I was there was held up a sign or stole from a gas station. I kept okay. those. I, and I, are I, those I, bad? Okay, stealing yes is bad, but holding up a sign. No. Now listen, but but to me, the minute I did that was the minute I was. You were what? I was that. I that was it. That you was give it up. Pretty much. You give it yeah, up. Pretty much. That's what you're and saying about your about your own. Your own thoughts about yourself. Cause, yeah, because everybody's out there constantly doing bad, and it's it's easy to get like that on the streets. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. Go ahead. I want to comment on what you said earlier about uh, how you expect the the words the appropriate word. Oh yeah, hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, you hope for the best. I, mean, I don't think this is necessarily a negative. Um, it's not. You're being prepared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and if I be could, mindful. Of it's unfortunate we have to think that way. It is unfortunate. But but that keep, but I think that creates a more uh, healthy, uh, aware, and wholesome individual because you are then able to discern. Okay, this is what I. This is where I stand. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can acknowledge that, and also. Uh, exactly. The potentiality yeah. of these things happening. And and nothing. Like, people being, Whatever. There's nothing anybody can do that would that 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 could hurt you or surprise you. You know what I mean? If you're, I, yeah, it is sad. It's sad, but oh, yeah, things can still surprise you, and they will. We talked about that today about the disasters that happen. Things will still surprise you. you. Know, things things will definitely surprise you, but if you keep yourself at a certain certain, don't get too invested. At least, yeah, to where you to. Let, let me let me just stop you for a second, though, and you can kind of catch you with this, though. Okay, about being depends on what you're getting too invested in. Right, that's the first people. thing. That's the first thing. People, Secondly, you'll be disappointed every you time. You will. Well, but here's the problem with not getting too invested, not letting yourself get too involved in other people's lives. I mean, I'm not saying go out and, and, and you know become a monk and, and you know become a Jesuit and go and give all the other money, whatever. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, we talk about emotions all the time about love and hate and if you're holding back all these emotions down here that you know because you're afraid of being hurt then how can you ever experience that unconditional love we talked about before because without I know this is, this is kind of going in a circle here just catch me, catch me on, the, on the back side of this all right as, as, as T.D. Jakes would say you get, you, you, let me get there let me get there it's a long way around let me get there okay you're holding back. So you're not putting out all of your emotions. You're holding back your stuff. You're not letting them go too far. Keeping that level head. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So you're limiting yourself on both ends, which is okay. You want to do that to a point at times. But I think we have to, you can't say that you want to do that all the time with everybody. Because I think you have to be able to trust somebody in this world besides God. And hopefully he put somebody in your life that you can do that for. They may not always be there, but at times there are somebody. There's somebody in your life. I hope, God, I hope that you can trust more than as much as you can trust. Uh, you can say almost as much as you can trust God, right? Because if you're not letting yourself get both those real high emotions, like getting close to that unconditional love, which most people never attain, and understanding those other emotions over here, like hate, which you have to understand to get this then you're missing out on a lot of things God gave you. You're missing out on a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. Yes, 
lot of this, a lot of this stuff too. But I've talked about it before. You can't have this without this. You can't have unconditional love without hate. Well, like I said, um, I'd rather, I'll give someone the benefit of the doubt. It, it, it's going to go as far as they make it go. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I'll do. Absolutely. It, it's always up. You know? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's, that's all fair. I'm asking. Yeah. This is your path. I'm just talking, when well, I talk like that and I get all like, emphatic like that, I'm talking about me and my path. Okay? Well, that, that's I'm throwing it out there at you. That's, that's just usually when I meet somebody new and stuff like that. Well, I have to be a little guarded. Yeah. Well, but I give people, I do too. I give, I give way too much trust. And I do. I know I do. But it's me. That's what I do. I give too much trust when I first meet somebody. The problem is, they don't realize, people don't realize that when they, when they, when they break that trust with me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to necessarily, you know, throw you out of my life. I still think I have something to give you and you have something to give me. There's a reason we're, we pass, our paths cross. But. You mean battle? Yeah. Nice. You let me down. We're not in battle. Uh-oh. But our, that, that trust, that, that, Almost that innocence is lost. Okay? It's over. Because it was going to take a hell of a lot for you to try and earn that trust back and get to that level with me again. It's just, you know, and sometimes, and most of the time, it's just not going to happen. They're not, they're not willing to, to invest the kind of effort it's going to take. Just for to come back to what I had given them freely to begin with. I gave it to them freely. And they didn't realize the value of it until it was gone. And then we're like, okay, we're not. That's their loss, you know. Uh, it's so my loss to, that's to protect it. Sure. and not be hurt. Sure, it is. Physically it or is. emotionally. But we sure like the good feelings, don't we? <clears throat> it's, it's hard to catch that. To, to, to understand the psychology of that alone. It's to, to order, I mean, you to get this, you got to get this. To, to know true love, I have to know hate. And I think... With our our particular community, they're here. We're already behind, in a place where um, we don't we're trust, down we're quick to not down trust the other people. Oh, sure. We are quick to not trust others, and that is our human Why? nature. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Because because the people, some of the people we've known in the past have been with our entire lives. It's it's been thieves. They've only been us to they've look been, out for ourselves, and and. But yeah. it's not what your entire life has to be, though. No, I mean, but you're explaining to you what I'm saying here, okay? Just catch, catch me here, okay, for a second. I, I, I'm not trying to force my way of life on you, okay? I'm telling you what I do, what, what works for me. And this is, and, and I'm not perfect at it. Believe me, I'm not. I, I can be, you know, I can see my truth in the eye and see something over there shining too, okay? By being a man and a woman for others, which is something that I am, am so adamant on, and it is a, a cornerstone of this church. When I give, I'm not giving away my condo, okay? No, okay? I, if, I, if, if I did that, and I signed off my condo, the first person said, hey, look, here you go, I'm giving this to you, man, for others. Well, I have to screw everything up because now I can't help anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I have to have you know, my basic needs you know, you know, met here as well. And, and but I, you said help everybody I, else. I, but you I, said don't help everybody else, please. That's not what I said. Please. I never said that. I, said I, read that. Man, I read a verse in the Bible a while back that uh, I think it was John, maybe. Uh, if you're cold, if you're if you are cold, or if someone's cold, and you got two blankets, give one to them. Absolutely. But if you only got one blanket, if you want to give it to them, that's up to you. It is up to it's you. It's up to you. But and if you're gonna freeze to death, it's probably not a good idea because then yes. you can't help. Okay, look, when you're in an airplane and the, and the stewardess is talking before the plane, right? And they talk about if you're if you're a mother and your child's on board and the oxygen systems fall from the ceiling, take the mask and place it over your mouth first, then over the mouth of the baby. Now, why do they do that? Because if you can't, what's the first? What does the mother want to do first? So first, that thing, that thing, that thing, get my baby some oxygen, and save them. Yeah. Right. But if you're dead, but she's dead now. And who's taking care of that baby? That's the whole point I'm trying to make here about about what I what, you know. You have to yes, you have to guard your self as well. You have to take care of yourself as well. But but, but watch this. But watch this though. When I when I give and and it's taken time in my life to do this, by being a man for others, by by giving of what I have, my time, my abilities, my talents, my money, whatever I can give or am willing to give, it didn't happen right away. It wasn't that I just walked around the corner and somebody handed me back ten more dollars and handed me back there five dollars. But it happened gradually. And as my gifts 
kind of increased as I started kind of going into this lifestyle of being a man for others, more of a man for others and learning about it. So the gifts begin to down the line. I get, and it's not always monetary. It's not always the same thing back. It's other people's talents that they're donating to you, that they're yeah. giving to you because you've given to somebody else back here. That's what being a man, woman for men and women for others is. That's how that works. You give, it's paid forward, right? Honestly, right. honestly, for me, I just am to, a man. Your your name is all you got. Your name's all you got. So if I can wait, if I'm I can sold. still go. Well, I'm just mean life, really. It really we'll is. Life. People are gonna know you by 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 your character and your standards. As right. long as I know that. I'm still, you know, he's setting me up, isn't he? Non digamus verbo nec lingua sin opere e veritate. Right. We and I had a conversation about this. Yeah. yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. You know, let, you know, um, actions speak louder than words. words. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best absolutely. way to say that without, you know, saying all the little words we've got mm -hmm. there. So it's true, right? Actions people have words. It's what you're saying. My name is 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 my name, and that's if if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, exactly. then your your name is in yeah. And if nothing. that don't matter to you, then whatever. So what does that matter? What does your name matter? That just matters to me. I just I, I like being known. I like being known for if if we are friends and in the same whatever group I'm in at the time. I want I want yeah I want I never forget that. I am who I am, and and that that, that always means something to me. I mean, to to know that, know, that, that that that's just what I like. I just like having a good name and just being. I will say this: you're beyond your years, but you have a lot of life, a lot of living left left to go, and there's a lot to experience. Listen, yeah, listen, no. listen, listen, listen. Just hear me that. out. Hear me out for a second. Open your mind a little more to some crazy people talking to you. Because sometimes God puts people in places to talk to us and give us messages or tell us things or teach us things. Right. And it seems like the most strange person or strange thing, maybe that's why it was, so you remember it. Reason for the season. Reason for the season. Just, you know, uh, just keep your mind open. Let me, let me, let me I think, think, I think there's a lot to go there. A while, a while back, Hello. I did let myself get get too emotionally involved with somebody. Hey, the first time I had, I actually did in a while, long mm -hmm. time, long, long Why? Time. Mm -hmm. Why don't you let yourself because be emotionally I was involved? Try, I was trying, the reason I let my guard down. Why did you put it up so high to begin with? Well, man, man, I, when I, look, when I love, like, love somebody like that, I love to the fullest. You're preaching to the, the choir. Fullest, and, and that's a weakness for me. Yeah, that's yeah, been a weakness. Be. It's almost killed me. You can't be. But, I was willing to try, and I wanted it to work. I really wanted it to work, and I wanted to put in the effort. I let all my guards down. Or did down. they? I thought so. Did I, you? Really? Yeah, I there thought There weren't any signs. So. No signs, nothing. There's no friends saying, hey, dude. No, no, I mean, I, I met this person uh, on on Facebook. I just met, you know, hit him up, and I said, like, you want to get, you know, go out to eat sometime, whatever, blah, 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 which I don't ever do. I don't, I don't, I'm so when you fell totally, completely in love with them, and you were willing to do anything for them, how, how long have you all been together? Yeah. I'm just like, asking. It was like three weeks mm -hmm. at the most. And, and how old were you? This was like two months ago. So you were 23. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was, I mean, I, we've I all been like 23, by the way. I feel we've like all I'm, been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Man, I want that shit to work. We all want. That kind of relationship. That's what, that's something that we. I too. I come to think about it. Weird dream like you know, okay. Like Talk to me. Tell me about it. Uh, I think it was first grade. I didn't get contact so fourth grade, so I was you know second grade, but I had this like dream like a like I was in front of the stage, you know. Okay. Playing like a drum, like playing my playing drums. Okay. And this was before I uh, built up a. A passion for percussion and drums, which I eventually later did. You know what I mean? You know how you like sometimes you chop off one disease, you know? I do. But then like later on, you end up doing like the same thing, but in like a different kind of way. Certainly. But it's the same kind of thing, you know? Okay. So it was, it was just weird, but I had that same kind of like fairy tale, and 
And how does that, let me just ask you, how does that fit into to some of our, our readings today about our, about our gospel today, about the, the things we talked about in the sermon? I mean, obviously, it came up in your mind for a reason, right? So I'm trying to figure out what triggered that to come up in your mind. That's why I was trying to, that's why I was, because I think it was like I said, it was like first or second grade, right? That's why I mentioned that. I didn't get my contacts until fourth grade. I mean, my glasses are, you know, okay. I, I'm so young, you know, I didn't get contacts until sixth grade. Okay. Because, you know, I had to be trained first. I understand. But, you know, so at that time, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking blind is normal, right? But I, you know, during class, and I remember being first grade, because I remember being Park Crest, and I remember being in the corner, uh, at the end of the hall at the corner of the classroom, you know? And I remember always in that, but it didn't just happen like once. So, so once what is that, twice. tell me again, how that how that fits into what we're discussing today. I don't know. It's, it's just something that triggered in your memory that you're having, right. that's all, right? Right. Okay. Right. And then I later developed. Well, think about that. Well, and maybe later on you can come back to me and tell me where developed. it developed. Like, I ended up uh, liking progression. Very good. Like, I'm literally. Like and I still well. do, out of all the, the instruments, you know, mm-hmm. if I were to be in it, like, if I were to be, you know, hey, Chris, come play the matter, whatever. But I get to choose. I'm going straight towards the snare drum. Very good. A lot of people have. The, everybody has their own their own opinions okay. on the things like that. Last thing I'm gonna say. Okay. Honestly, the reason I, I, I for now, I'm, I'm I've been so jaded. Really, the hardest thing I ever, 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 ever had to do, and that 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 includes getting off the streets, being on the streets, all that. The hardest thing I had to do was give up. I had to give up on my relationship with my fiance that I was with for like two years, three years, built a life together, and the last thing I saw was her sleeping under the bridge. And I literally had to, I was walking away because I had a, my parents bought me a Greyhound bus ticket and, and, and having to leave her there, that, that, that sucked. And since then, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to get like that again, you know. So yeah. I'm, I waste the whole year. It almost killed me just just to, just because I didn't know when to give up. If you ever want to talk a little more about things like that, that's that's what I do. I mean, I do pastoral counseling and some things that are a little more personal like that. I, I don't mind turning them up in the, in the round table, but sometimes you got a little deeper, and you know, we don't always have the time at the round table to to um, to put enough time to it. So you always want me to get a call. And we'll talk about it here. Okay. All right. Listen. Go ahead. Don't, don't ever give up by him. Just tell already. You deserve to be able to like lift your guard down. You deserve. And you know what I'm saying? I know it's tough. But that if you think of even the whole story, it's like this. life is going to be a continuous uh, uh, ocean of waves. I don't know you know, I'm you a question. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. be up to the up downs. But because you know, you're a very complex way of thinking and, and doing things. Um, it sucks because you will experience certain events in your life differently. So just, just differently. Hey, listen. Why don't you, why don't y'all, if y'all want to do some more, it's more personal stuff here. <clears throat> I want to kind of keep this team going where we're going. I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I think it's beautiful what you're doing. Hold on a second, please. But we've got to move on. I've got to look at what Virginia to take care of you before we leave the head. Okay. I'm sorry. We just ran a little bit of time. But y'all are welcome to talk after, after the service here. One on one or whatever. Joe's talking to you more. Okay. okay. All right. Very good. All right. Listen. I just have a question for you guys. Okay. And I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to give you a suggestion on how to do it, but I'm going to do it a little differently. Okay. Hunter. Mm. What would you change about this service if you could? Seriously, give me, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I wanna know what you guys think here. Because I need to know your honest answer. Please do not spare my feelings. I wanna know what you would change about this church service if you could. And nothing's, nothing's excluded. You can, you can, everything's a fair game here. Long, long song. That was that honor. Okay, we'll get around here. Anything at all, Hunter. Nothing. What, what, when you think about coming to church and you don't come, and you go to something else, 
What made you not come? Not to say something else. What 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 the factor over here did you not oh, well, I don't want to go into deal with all that right now and, 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 and all that. Nothing's coming your ass now. Huh? Oh, what? I said, how come you're asking us this now? I'm curious. Oh wait, no, because it's in the service, right? Service is over. We're almost, okay, almost, service is almost over, and I'm kind of like, kind of trying. To, I asked something at the beginning of the roundtable. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? You, you and you guys never give me an answer, I, so that's what I'm going for. I'm out. Go ahead. I would like a certain level of disrespect. Not not by you. Okay. Well, you have to explain it to me. If you're going to say it, you put it out there, you're going to get put it out there. Okay, for instance, I'm not going to go to, I personally am not going to go to a daycare and then start cursing. You know what I'm saying? Understood. Um, I think that out of respect for what this is and what we're trying to do here, that is what I would like to be changed. Okay. As far as people... We, no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. I get you. And I, I get you. And, and we get all, the idea of a church is all welcome. Okay? And what offends some people in church doesn't offend other people. You know, I, I, I see where you're going with that and I agree with you. There should be a level of decorum in the church. It's not always going to happen. And you know what? It doesn't mean they're bad people. No, no, no. no. I've cussed a church. No, no. I mean, <laughs> you know? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. You don't think? It is. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm guilty of it too. I'm really not, you know, I'm not even really that big into the whole church church thing. But when I do go to church, or if I'm going with my grandma, even though today I wasn't on my phone a little bit, I usually wouldn't do that. Maybe. Okay. But I still took, you know. Okay. Honest answer, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I, we understand. And, and I, want, I want to make a point. I, when I made that comment, I wasn't directing. I don't want you to think because, like, for instance, you just answered your phone and I said the whole thing about just oh, I don't. Through. No, I know you're not bothering me. I know, but I was just me. saying, like, I wanted to make that point because I just it just occurred to me that that could have been as much as that. No, what I mean is just. Um, I guess maybe that's just a, I guess personal, a personal... It is. Yeah. And, and you know it's, it's okay like, to have that. I mean, we're all brought But it's like, it's like, look, for those who know, including myself, it's just more of a mindfulness. Absolutely. And that's also being a man for men and for others. By being mindful of others' yeah. needs, respecting their boundaries, okay? Suggestions, hey, say hi, Taylor. What would you change about this service if you could? Anything at all, it's all fair game. Because this is your chance. Um, Come on. Familiarity uh, with music. Yeah. I know oh. we've discussed about certain things. Uh, the way it's hard. The beat, the beat as to uh, the responsive readings or when we do public reading. Yeah, um, right, right. I got it one. Right. I'm gonna wrap this up by saying we are, this is relaxed. Yeah, it is. Oh, no. And this is high church. It's not for you. And so right, when right, it cra- right. and so when it it's, it's not blending it's for gonna you. collide. Okay, so it's not blending for you. I think that's what we're seeing here. Okay. I got possible. I got an idea. Good. Right. Music with the words also like people singing on the music. Well so okay. they can it helps you keep the tone of the music and for people that don't know the music. Some people do need that and I and that's a possibility. But you know you do that, and we're, you're not really getting our authentic sound. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, God bless him. But I think oh, more people would try but, to um, sing. I, I think more people would try to sing if there was at least something. To you think so? Sing with, yeah. I'm not enough for everybody to sing with. What's wrong with y'all? It's huh? all right here. It's all right there. It's all right. I'm sure you're saying. But I the tone. You. I mean, people don't. I get you know it. the. Hey, yeah, 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 okay, what we plan to do? I think he's right, but it's like. That, you know, it's well. like we don't, like we were talking about earlier, you don't want to give them too much, you don't want to manipulate too much. We don't want to manipulate it at all. At all. Um, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to do at the beginning okay, of that, right, when, when there were songs that maybe we weren't quite familiar, as familiar with, we had Davin, who was going to be our, a lot of things, mm-hmm. and was going to be our, our uh, music director, what he wanted to be, and he was going to, when we had a new song, practice the song before the service with everybody, that way they came more familiar with it, they sang it together, and then we could do exactly what you're saying, then you get... Then your neighbors it's are singing it, it, and yeah. so it's all together. But I, there, I told the other day I didn't have time. I mean, I ran out of time. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, the the the, the um, song for uh, the offertory. It was I know it's a popular song in, in a lot of churches, 
I don't know it. And I, I looked at Bailey. I didn't know it either. He didn't know it either. I saw that when I, when I finally realized it. But I told him the first service, and you got to help me out to the offer because I had no idea how to sing this song. But that, right. and that, that, that's the thing, And, though. you know, if we had time to practice it first and hear the melody and hear somebody else sing it, I, I, that's what you're saying. It's We're saying the same thing in a nutshell. But you're also building something, too. Right. You know, over time. Things will change. Things will and that's change. the whole idea of our yeah. church, too, is we can change. Right. Unlike a lot of staff churches that don't for 2,000 years. I think okay? right. I like it. Right. I really do. So is Trump going to ever build the wall? Okay. Please tell me get this room back together. I've got to call him back over as soon as we're on with Priscilla. Oh, did I make this work?